Shabbos, Davchov, starting seven lines from the bottom of the Utah Summer the Gemara earlier said the machlek between Beisham and Beisil is about certain lochas that can't be done Arab Shabbos because they'll affect things on Shabbos. However, we're going to say now that even according to Beisil that are going to be Shammai, however, Zakta Mishnah ain't soilin, you're not allowed to roast basa, meat, batzel, onions, ubeya, and eggs, ella, kadesh yitzel, and unless they're already going to be roasted enough that it could be kadeshachila, they could already eat them on um, Friday, and then you're allowed to keep them roasting on Shabbos. The Gemara continues, you're not allowed to place pass bread into a tana prior to getting dark, or a cookie or some sort of a wafer on the gechom, directly on the coals prior to Shabbos, unless that the face of the cookie, the face of the, of the bread will become crusty while it's still Friday. Rebbe Lezer says a little bit more common, we'll see in the Gemara, that the bottom of the cookie, or the bottom of the pas, will already have the crust. The way the Gemara will explain it, basically, and we'll say it now, is that the breads in those days were placed on the wall of the oven, and therefore the bottom of the bread that was sticking to the oven, that has to be, have the cream, has to be crusty, which is a later share because that takes longer than the part that's facing the fire. Now, the Miri is that there's a problem over here because there's a Xerid Rabbon on, on Radius Apas taking pass off of an oven wall on Shabbos anyway. So, what's going to help that you cooked it partially before Shabbos? You're anyway not going to be able to take it off of the wall. Yeah, I am Miri. The Gemara continues, Mishal Shusapasak Patanim Chashecha. You're allowed to lower the current Pesach on Arab Pesach, which falls on, on Arab Shabbos into the oven, which used to have an opening at the top. So, you used to lower it into the oven. Right before, right before Shabbos, in Chashecha, right before Shabbos. We'll see later, but the reason is because since there are, you have a Bnei Chabura, and therefore Rash says there's reason, and will remind you, and therefore, the whole Xerah of our Gemara, Lefi Beisil, is a problem. Maybe you'll move the coals and stoke the coals, and therefore, it's an Issa Havara, potential Issa Havara. However, since there's a group, then there won't be a problem. Same thing, you could light the fire in the Madura, in the torch of the base of Mikud, which was a place in the base of English where the Kahanam used to go when they were cold, and the floor, they used to have to walk Yachav, they have to walk barefoot in the Azara, and therefore to warm up, they used to come into this place which had a torch, of a bonfire, and that was a place that it would warm up now. If, you would, you would, if you'd light the fire even a little bit, that would be enough, and it's the same idea. Since Kahanam's used him, therefore they won't come to be over the Issa Shabbos by stoking the fire and getting it to go up higher, and the Rambam says that the reason why they had the fire was they used to have the fire. They took some of this fire for the Mizbeach inside the, inside the basement. Even though the fire came beneath, however, they used to show that they used to light a little bit from this fire outside in the basement. Point to the Rambam, it'll come out a little bit better. The Pshat and the Gemara, which we'll see in a moment. The Gemara continues on Chaf Amun Aleph, Mishnah Vigvulin, but in outside the basement, the only way to light a fire and light a torch is only if you have most of the fire already burning, and therefore you don't have to worry that people will come to stoke it because it's already going well. That if you have coals, then there's no reason to stoke coals because once it gets on, like Rashi said, if it was made out of coals, it won't extinguish by itself, and therefore you don't have to stoke them at all. The Gemara continues, how much is the shit we said that it's considered done on Arab Shabbos and you're allowed to 
cook and continue cooking your basa, your basil, and your beer. It has to be roasted enough on Arab Shabbos, the, the amount of share of Ben Jusai. Ben Jusai were a, bandit, a band of robbers. Rats list And they used to cook their food a third because they're always on the run. They were busy with, with, with robbing people, etc. And therefore, you see that at least. At least um, that is enough considered. It's considered cooked enough, and therefore, when they get stoked in coals, people won't come to the stoked in coals either. That if a yid cooks food, the sheer ben and then takes it off the oven or takes it out of the stove, and then a guy puts it back in, at that point, since it was already machal ben there's no din of bishul akum, not necessarily because bishul akum, even if the yid does a drop, that also potentially would be enough to take it out of the of bishul akum. Anything that already Cooked a third, you'll have to place it and keep it on a fire on Shabbos. Even if you didn't garif, which means that you didn't um, take away the coals by by sweeping it out, so it's still the coals are still in there. And even if it's not ketuma, even if you didn't actually put on some some ash on top of the coals in order to die down the fire, even in those cases, the dinner is you're allowed to keep it in because we're not worried that you're going to come to stoke the coals. We said you're not allowed to place past in, in a tana prior to gained dark. And the first sheet was al by that the top of it became yikrumu, which we tied said crusty. And some explained it a little bit further that when you break the pass, it breaks smoothly and no dough substance and doesn't pull apart with the doughy substance. But Leza says kadesh yikrum hatachtan Yes, ibayalu. Is the tachtan that we're referring to is the side that's stuck on the tanner, on the wall of the tanner. That's the bottom of the bread. We talk about the bottom, which is facing the fire, because that's the bottom facing towards the bottom. Since it was on the top of the oven and the sides of the oven, that would be considered tachtan tashma. We learned to the bride. So it says more before. So he explains here clearly that the tachtan is the part that's actually stuck to the wall of the tanner. My time, why are you allowed to be? Right before um, Shabbos, if you should have a problem of Shamiachat Bukhalim. Since you're always eating the Pesach with a group, and therefore there's reason, and, and therefore you won't come to be they'll remind each other. The Gemara says, if it wouldn't be that there's you wouldn't be able to do that. We had the Gemara yesterday, we learned, if you have a Gadi, if you have a young lamb, which a current Pesach is a young lamb, that we said, that if you open up the door of an oven, it ruins the cooking of the Gadi, because since it's young, the smoke is not good for it. So if that's the case, so it says, bain sharp, bain sharp. It doesn't make a difference if the oven is sealed or if it's not sealed. As long as the door is closed, you're not worried that shami yichata. No one's going to do that. So what's the difference? Why over here we say it's dafku, where is bain chabur? It's very simple. Hasam mintach. Over there we're talking about pieces of meat where they put into oven cut up pieces of meat. So when you have cut up pieces of meat, then the ear actually could ruin the taste of the meat. But over here, we're talking about a current Pesach. Current Pesach was, was done and therefore since it was done complete and it wasn't roasted at pieces, so then we have a problem actually that when you open it up, it won't ruin it. And therefore, like Rash says, if not for the fact that there's reason, then it would have been Asa. 
Meaning, we said that in the base of Meikid, by the base of Mikdash, the Kehalim have no problem as long as they put a drop of R onto the base of Meikid, onto the um, fire in the base of Meikid, then it will be Mutter. So Gemara says, why, why is that? Rafuna says, because there's no din of Havar in the base of Mikdash, because it says you can't light a fire in all your in all your places. All your dwelling places, you can't light a fire, but Yatamava. Avatamava, but Madrid's base of Meikid, but the base of Mikdash, there's no problem of lighting it. So Gemara says, Master of Christa, if that's true, then even Shabbos, you should have a din that you're allowed to light it in the base of Mikdash also. And of course, it said in our Mishnah, only Arab Shabbos. So, no, the Pasuk is coming to teach you that in the base of Mikdash, for a Varim Padarim, then there's no din of Havar, which means you had a Varim Padarim from Kabbalists that were brought on Arab Shabbos. You're allowed to put them on the Mizbeach, even on Shabbos, because there's no Is of Havar in the base of Mikdash on things that are part of the Melech Samishkan or part of the Avedis Samishkan. However, the din of the base of Mikdash, that's a separate din because Kahan's using it, and therefore Arab Shabbos, you're allowed to do it, even if it's only lit a little bit. Gemara says, my Reuben. What do you mean that it has to be poured on onto the fire, onto this torch, on Reuv? So, when you have a bunch of pieces of, of wood together, each one of them has to have enough fire in it that it's right, because otherwise, if only a little bit does, then the other pieces of wood may not light up properly, and then you may come to move them around and stoke the fire in order that they should come on, come on to all the rest of the pieces of wood. Shmuel says, no, you have to look at it as a specific thing, that are you going that we're not going to tell you, bring some small branches or bring other branches and place it under in order to get the fire going. As long as it's starting and it's pretty much going by itself, then you don't have to worry anymore. Turn up, brings a Raya to Shmuel, we have a Bryce that Benigea, the menorah in the, in the base of Middlesh, it says that the Shalhevis, when you're lighting the menorah, has to be that the flame goes up by itself. That the shear, in order to consider that it's hot locker, Benigea menorah, that's the shear that as long as that it's not going to be you don't have to help it along. However, once it's that's enough, it's not, it doesn't have to be on Roiv. Like Shmuel that says over here, but the gay eats him the same thing. Once it's going by itself, you don't have to worry about it adding fuel to the fire or helping it along, then you don't have this problem of, of Xayer. Now, it's not exact because it would seem that this Menorah case is totally different, but Rashi brings out another shot of Shabbat of Saint Tanullah Lini Madura. That is actually a case Benigea, a Madura, another case. But Rashi says Anima Tassi Tabatari's Kernel Lagar Menorah, that specific Benigea Menorah. The Gemara contains Eisichidi. If you have one branch and you're, or more than a branch, maybe this is a log, and you want to light it up on fire, so in order to have it done before Shabbos, you don't have an issa of, of lighting it and leave it on for Shabbos, you don't have a problem, well, that you can actually move it around in order to get it to fire stronger, then you have to have of the thickness, which means that the fire has to penetrate the, the log and get inside it in Reuven bit. I realize some say, as long as you see that the fire is on Reuven the circumference, that's enough. So my papa, papa says, you have to make sure you have both. This seems to be because that in order for something to be considered that its, its fire is in there, in order that it's totally destroyed, the eats is destroyed from being able to be used by a craftsman, which means that it seems that it's completely consumed, like, like the first shot, which is rave of the, 
of the of of the thickness of the of it. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baseraima kadesh dachas eish mishnei stadim that the H is grabs on from both sides, which is rayv hakefai. Even though it's not a riot, zechel dava is some sort of a riot. It says when Yehakim was burning sefa echa, it says a pasuk a shnei kitzais of achla eish the two sides of the of the wood the. Ish was consuming, and the inside was nacha. Rashi says that the moistness came out of the log and it was already dry. Will now be able to be used for malacha. So, this is a raya to the Rabbi Huda ben that says that as long as it's on the two sides, that's enough because it already took out the lecha from it. And therefore, Rashi says the shuv hailef look at that point, it's going to continue burning and it won't be extinguished. Gemara continues another pasuk like this. But another pasuk that says that the ach which was in front of him was burning. My ach, what is ach? Rav says achvana. It's talking about a myrtle, like a hadas, like a rabbis. Gemara says Shmuel. Shmuel says that's talking about. Just the point is that the ach that it was burning was a bunch of branches that were together. There were smaller branches and there were larger branches, and because they were together as brothers, that were together. Therefore, everything helped each other burn. Together, the Gemara says, "Who damul who?" There was someone that said to someone else, "Man buy achvana." Who wants to buy from me any achvana? So they didn't know what that was. was shtachach, but then they found a rav to like rav said that achvana is actually referring to a rabbis. It's referring to myrtles. Amar of Huna, of Huna says, "Kanem ain't srichim rav." That when you have a bunch of branches, a bunch of reeds together, but they're not tied together, you don't have to have rav. Why? Because since the branches are strong and they and they, they stay up straight together, so therefore they're going to continue burning, and you don't have to have rav with them. They'll actually the fire will consume everything together, and you won't have a problem of being yichat b'kacholam. Agdan, once you tie them together, the opposite, tzrich and rive, then you do need rive. And why is that? Because now, the oxygen is basically being held back because it's tied tightly together, and therefore you may come to be yichat b'kacholam, you may come to move around the branch in order to get it to light better, and therefore you'll be oivah and havara. And by geranium also, if you have date pits and you want to put them together, dry out date pits in order to make fuel, then you don't need drive. But if you put them into some sort of a reed basket, which were made out of lulavim, basically, almost like keshelch that we have for, for a sukkah, that's also, you, then you need drive again, because since you're putting it together in this, in this chutzlice, or chutzlice, so then you're going, to, you're going to stop the flow of action, and therefore the fire won't go on as strongly. The reeds by themselves, they're separating, therefore, maybe you'll have to put them together to get the fire to, to go on it. But but you put them together, then they're not spread apart, and therefore it'll actually be easier to keep the fire going. The opposite is Mavadron, it spreads apart, and therefore it's not so easy. Now to end this clea, then it's not going to spread apart, and therefore the opposite should be Lalacha. And the Gemara continues, Itmanami, and actually, Fi Rashi, we're going to take out the word Dami because the next. Rav Kahana is not going to be actually a riot. It's actually going to be Rav Kahana is going to go lefit shitas Rav Huna on one thing and lefit shitas Rav Chista on another. Gemara says Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana says or Rashi's Gerush Rav Kahana. Oma Kahanim Shogdan Tzrichin Rav that Kahanim that you put together. Then on that you do need Rav. That's like Rav Huna Loy Ogdan. But if you don't put together ain't Tzrichin Rav. Garinim then Tzrichin Rav on Garinim by itself you do need Rav. Nasim Bechayos then ain't Tzrichin Rav. That's like Rav Chista. We learned Rav Yisur. There are four types of, of torches that don't need rain. Shall zephes, if you have zephes, if you have pitch, or shall gophers, or shall of, of sulfur. Some say not shall zephes, some say it's shall gephes, which is actually um, types of uh, inferior olives. 
but in any case, shel gvina, no one understands exactly what gvina means over here of cheese, but they change it to shel kira. Instead of gvina, they change it to wax. Shel revav is some sort of animal fat, but basically anything that melts. So therefore, those things catch on very well, and therefore you don't need rye before showers. Also, of straw and grava is also some sort of stubble. Basically, on the floor of the after, you already pick all the wheat and all the leftover on the floor, that's considered the grava that will also go up in fire and, 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 and not extinguish so quickly. These don't need rye. What does that mean? What is that? If you're talking about chips of wood, that you basically chop a piece of wood, and that was what they used in if Ula said by itself that we're going to see later that that if you light up a, a psila, you have to make sure that's on that that's coming out of the out of the oil is lit up. So silty of course, in silty it's a chip of wood. It's not as easy to light up. So of course, you should have the din that there's a um, that you have to have rive. What we're referring to here is not, um, is not chips, but we're talking about shukha da'aza, which was, there was a, a piece of wood that was on the cedar tree, and if you take that branch, it, Rashi says, Yavishu, it's dry, v'dak and stin, v'yesh kemit seven ben kliplates. It's almost like there's a, some sort of a woolly substance that's between the bark and the tree, and therefore it lights up very well and very easily, and that's why you have no problem. So, L'chaira, it's a little bit of a difficulty on this Gemara. Also, Tzvas Emesias, the L'chaira, we know that Psila is still better than the, the Shuchat Azur, which we'll see later on in any case. So, L'chaira, you should have the same Kshayla on um, Ula as well. Rami Ba'aba, Amazaza, Rami Ba'aba says it's some sort of a moss, that that is where you don't have to have Rav. Some say it's not moss, but it's dry branches. With what could you keep a fire going? Rashi says, last of Psila to make the wicks for the fire, and what can't you use for a wick? You can't use not with cedar bass, comes from cedar tree, and not with flax, and not with silk, and not with willow, and not with some desert fiber, and not with moss that's on the face of the water. So those things are not good because when you put them on, uh, into oil, they don't light as well and they flicker too much. And therefore, it's not, a steady, it's not a steady flame. So you might come again to move them around and try to get a better flame. Now, now the rest of the Mishnah or the next part of the Mishnah is talking about fuels for the fire, not the actual psila, but actual fuel. And not with pitch. And not below b'shav, and not with wax. Below b'shav kick, and not with shem kick, which is some sort of a oil. Below b'shav esreifah, which again the Gemara will explain what it is. Below b'alya, and not with the tail of an animal, pieces from the tail, which is fatty. Below b'chelav, and not with fats of an animal. You could use pre-boiled fat that does work. You can't be madlikit because not. We'll see what the reasons are in the Gemara. But again, shem, but again, the fuels. The Gemara continues. Lechash was lechash shucha da'arza. So this is the shukhat azar we spoke about before, that basically it has this temer, it has this woolly substance between the bark. So the Gemara is, shukhat azar, eats ba'amu. If you're taking the branch itself, you're right, it has this woolly substance in between, but it's only a branch. And like gradually, we're talking about psilis, we're talking about wicks over here, and this is only a, a, a substance that's good for a torch. We're talking about the actual substance, the, the woolly substance, you pull it out of the branch and you try to use that, that's also not going to be good to use for a psila. 
It's a piece, it's a part of the flax that's already processed and combed. And that type of flax, and I'll even use on Ereshav because it's not going to be good for lighting a fire. So says, which is a type of a, which we said, seems to be the same, it's not the Nairis, it's only the Chosen becomes eventually Nairis. So like Gemara says, it seems like not part of the Gemara because Rashi says this. But the fact is, it's that same point, that Chos is not Nairis, it's only Chosen becomes Nairis at some point. We're talking about the point of the flax where it's already broken and beaten down, but it's still not combed. So it's not separated. The fibers are still together. However, that's not good. However, Nairis, in Echadami, maybe Nairis is actually at the point where it's processed, where it actually would be good to light a fire on Shabbos. I asked all the people who were wayfarers, that seafarers that went down to the sea. They said, this is Mos. He said that it's Gushkra, means that there was a Psalus of Meshi, which was that silk, and it's the byproduct, or it's the uh, inferior grade of silk, and that's what we're talking about. Rabban Abayah, Rabban Abayah, Havuyasvi Kameid, Rabban Nechemya, Achvid Reish Gluster. He was sitting in front of Rabban Nechemya, the brother of Reish Gluster. So he was a Chashvah person. They saw he was wearing a silk garment. Rabban Abayah, Rabban said, Abayah, Hanuk Kalach Tatanan. Rabban said, This is exactly the Kalach of Amishnah. So Amalei says, Anan Shir Parna Kaminalei. We call this of what he's wearing is a fine silk. The silk in our Mishnah is the inferior silk, and this can't be what you're talking about. And the Gemara, yes, on Ravin, we have a price that actually says that there's three things. There's Shirayim, there's Kalach, and Sirikim, which is colored silk. But you see that Shirayim, which he was wearing, and this Kalach, which is these inferior stuff, so there are two different types of silk, and the Din is Chayam, but you see Tiyofta the Ravin, that they're separate things, Tiyofta. The Gemara says, it is a Tiyofta. Now, what the Chiddush of Chayam, Rashi says, would like command Amma call Big Day 7 Pishtun, Dafka Chayam, and here it's not Samuel Pishtum, it's not either wool or linen, it's silk. Inami, the Gemara says, Midrabonon, Tani Mia, but Lumais, we said, Shrein Makalach, Al Mishrein Lav, Hainu Kalach. If I say, the Gemara answers, no, Shira Lechud, Bishira Padan Lechud, that they're separate ideas, and therefore it's not a Tifta on Ravin. The Gemara contains, Blipsis, Idan, and not with some sort of a fiber that was between the willow of a arava tree. So the Gemara says, Achvinu, this is talking about the arava tree. So Rav Abai, Rav Abai, have a of the Pixa de Matrusa, that they were going in the valley of this place called Matrusa. Chazinu lehanu ravta. They saw this arava, they saw these achvinu, these um, willows. Amalei Rav Abai, hainu idun detan. This is the Eden of our Mishnah. Amalei, he ate Balmu. What are you talking about? This is only, it's only wood, it's only a branch, and how can you say that this could be one of the psilis? Almost like the same question we had before. So Rav Abai, was Kolaf, he peeled it for Achvile and he showed him, Amanisa de Beni Beni, that there's this fibery substance, this woolly substance in between, and that could be used as a psil. And the Mishnah says that that's something that you can't use on Shabbos. What is that Shabbos? It's some sort of fiber. And not with this Eureka, this green or this type of a of a substance that's on the underwater. What is it? If you're going to say it's some sort of a dark algae that grows in trenches with a standing water, so a fruit that's something that crumbles and therefore it's never going to be used as a wick. It's talking about the algae or the moss that grows on a ship, on the bottom of a ship, when it's placed in water, that's what we're referring to with the algae. So the Gemara says, that they increased on the Mishnah that you can't use wool as a wick, and you can't use hair. Gemara says, but Tanya, why didn't our Mishnah mention these two things? Sema, they didn't mention because Michlitz covers, because it shrivels up and it can't be used as a wick anyway. And Sar, it gets singed, and therefore, since it's anyway, it can't really be used as Pashat, no one's going to use this as a substance. But of course, it would be us if someone wants to try to use it, it would be us on Shabbos. 
they're not with pitch. So the Gemara says zephes is zifta is pitch. Shaiva is kirusa is wax. Tana, we learned akam so psilas until this point in the mission we talk about psilas like we mentioned before. But from here on, psil shmanim that we're talking about oils, we're talking about fuels for fire. Of course, it's partial that zephes and shaiva not talking about something that's used as the wick. It's used as fuel. The Gemara says shaiva is trukle the chidushes on shaiva because Maratim, you might think psil is namilachazim. You might think that if you take a candle like we have our candles instead of making shaiva as the fuel substance, but you make it as a fla- something which has a wick inside and used as an actual candle, then you would think that's not chazi. So Kamash no. As a, if you made it as a candle, then it would be actually mutter to use. The only time we said shaiva can't be used is only when you're using as a um, as a source of the fuel. I remember Balvin, Rabbi Balvin says the Tano, Itroin is psalta the zifta is the residue of pitch and shaiva is psalta the dovsha and shaiva is the psalis the residue of the um, honey, which means when you have a honeycomb and you take out the honey and now you have that uh, substance, that's considered what we're talking about when we're talking about shaiva. So the Gemara says, you know what's the difference with what we're saying, what exactly? If someone wants to buy shaiva, he says, I want to buy shaiva specifically, then if someone gives himself the dovsha, then that was what he was bargaining to get and there was no mekak tais and we'll stop over here.